Love the control. Love the command. Love the spacebar and the hard return. Love the words from East Leeds FM. You're listening to Love the Words here on East Leeds Community Radio in Studio One from Chapel FM Art Centre. And it's the first one of Season 6 uh, of Love the Words. Uh, so I think it's Episode 239. So it's uh, we're getting on a bit. <laughs> But it's 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 being has been and will be a lot of fun, especially today because I have the poet Tim Brooks. Good evening. Well, good afternoon. Well, it's good evening. Getting yeah, dark. It actually. is getting dark. Yeah. <laughs> so and it'll be nightfall by the time you get back to Wakefield. Indeed, it will. <laughs> it's great to have you here. You've had Thank a lot. You. You've visited Chapel a lot in the past. Yeah. And you were here for writing on air as part of Yaffle. So uh, it's great to have you to ourselves here. I love the words. Uh, reading and uh, talking about your new collection, which is Keep Taking Six Away from 100. But first of all, Tim, yeah, um, yeah we heard some Carol King then. Tell us why you chose that. Uh, I'm just a, a bit of a Carol King fan, to, to be honest with you. I remember being a, a little bit younger than I am and uh, a Sunday afternoon radio after lunch and listening to this uh, fantastic song again and again and again. And later on, um, when I uh, just before I met my wife, um, she she was used to be a head of music, and uh, I remember going to one of her concerts and one of the children uh, who actually sang it, and I thought, this is an amazing, an amazing, amazing song. Um, I think a song about a very gentle breakup and ultimately the the ultimate breakup song. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty right, Ashley, and she wrote a few more of yeah. breakups as well as I recall. <clears throat> Mostly breaking up with James Taylor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we're not here to talk about James Taylor or Carol King. We're here to talk about your poetry. Uh, so first of all, let, can we have a poem from the collection? Okay, this uh, this first poem uh, is kind of in the middle of the collection. It's called 3.17am uh, Corridor Drift. Pondering in pyjamas, the inmates shift and sleep stutter. I... No longer bed-bound and wire-wound, brain-stopped and stalled, 
rise and wander, cutting through the mists of benzodiazepine. Along dull corridors twisted and spun in coal fluorescence, drag one hand across pink and coffee brown, my finger like a pointed stem that craves sunlight and new life. It bumps, jars against NHS missives, a tired, sleep-starved angel calls me. Are you okay? Are you lost? I'm not sure. You shouldn't really be down here. It's very late. Let's get you back to bed. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's Tim Brooks reading from, uh, yeah, a collection that just brought out with Yaffle's Nest called Keep Taking Six Away From A Hundred. Do, do, do you want to say something about that poem? It's intriguing. Uh, 317 AM Corridor Drift is one of the kind of poems that I wrote uh, after spending uh, an inordinate amount of time in hospital being a real burden on the NHS. Uh, in the summer of 2017, I suffered the first of three strokes that kind of kind of debilitated me for quite a long time. Um, and when I was in hospital, the first time I was in hospital, I, I kind of lost the ability to, to kind of read and write and slowly over the next few months was, was, was kind of taught those, those kind of skills again. And initially, I mean, up to the age of about 50, apart from a few adolescent scribbles, I'd not really written any poetry. And uh, when I was uh, recovering and, and kind of, again, regaining the skills of reading and writing, um, they, I was encouraged to write kind of short bits of poem. And being inherently lazy, I, I wrote kind of little short poems and haikus and whatever. And I remember the, the person at uh, Chapel F, uh, not Chapel FM, at Chapel Chapel Allerton uh, Hospital said, oh, actually, they're quite good. You need to continue to do that. And, of course, I didn't. Um, but when I was realised that I couldn't go back to work, had to retire due to ill health, uh, I, I was kind of thinking about what I was going to do with the rest of my life. And uh, I was encouraged uh, to go to a creative writing course in Leeds at Swarthmore College. And um, there I met a woman uh, called uh, Jill Connors. Well, she was Jill Lambert at the time. She's now Jill Connors. And Jill really kind of encouraged me to continue to write and eventually to actually perform some of the poems that I'd written. Well, we'll come to that. But yeah, I, 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 I found the poem, yeah, evocative of that sort of slow slow place that is a hospital i guess uh yeah i mean hospitals are in uh i mean i up to that point i'd never fortunately i never really spent any time in a hospital and it was it was a real kind of eye-opener really first of all to the kind of dedication and the quality of the, the staff that were then but also mm. the kind of how can I put it, the eccentricities of some of the inmates or the patients that I, I was I shared my time with. I really like the line, you shouldn't really be here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I used to feel like that as well. You know, uh, I, you hear a lot particularly among, about imposter syndromes and I suddenly feel, well, I suddenly, although there was clearly quite a lot wrong with me, I, I personally felt that there wasn't and they should have released me immediately, but I ended up spending initially three months there, so... Mm. Tell us about the title of the collection. 
Okay, so the um, the title is Keeps Taking Six Away From 100. Uh, when you have or when you suffer a brain injury, uh, you are regularly kind of tested in terms of your cognition, in terms of making sure that you have make progress. Uh, and one of the tests which they, they ask you, the OT, the occupational therapist ask you, will be to try and attempt to keep taking six away from 100. The difficulty being I, I am completely enumerate and so <laughs> I could rarely take six away from 100 before I had a stroke so I really struggled with that but yeah I, eventually I managed to take six away from 100. Right. And so the, the, the poems in, in the collection are poems that you've written since you started writing? Yeah yeah ab- absolutely yeah the, they, they are I mean uh, they are kind of probably the, the kind of some of the earliest poems that I've that I wrote and have been reshaped, particularly the ones at the beginning of the the, uh, the pamphlet, which are pretty much dedicated to my experience of recovery in hospital. And the 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 rest of the poems were kind of a bit of a mixture of just somebody described um, uh, as melancholy <laughs> the other day, but I, I, I still think that there's a bit more in them than just melancholy. But... I really enjoyed the poem that you've got in the missing anthology. Yeah. Um, so I'm really pleased you're in Thank there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let's have another poem, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, so this this poem is um, is about one of the extraordinary people that I met uh, when I was when I was in the hospital, um, who actually helped and supported me. This is called the sharpest scratch. Constant in our diurnal tableau, Azra arrives with smiles and needles. Hi boys, I've come for your blood. Where doctors struggle, she is quick and almost painless, yet we still fear her. You escaped me yesterday, hiding with the physios. She's caught me. She rolls my sleeve, tourniquet tightens, softly presses skin, locates the deep lying. At first I thought she was Turkish. No, Bosnian, Shebranitsa. Just relax your arm, sharp scratch. She smiles, applies cotton wool. Your blood is beautiful. (laughs) Colin, your turn. We all watch her, in love with her calm kindness her playful taunts. I swap Bosnia for Bermontovs. The men are all buried now in green potakari. I see her sadness. She wants to be working with Tata and her brothers, serving the Savape Budek, singing Rise, my daughter Serafa, watching the sunset in the valley. Thank you. Yeah, great stuff. Um, yeah. Thank you, Tim. So um, you've talked a bit about Jill and Mark before we when we were having a, yeah. a chat. Jill and Mark Connors, you referred to them to, uh, referred to them as your poetry <laughs> mum and dad. God, I hope they're not listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure they would be very flattered to, to, to be called that. I mean, so tell us about the collection itself. How is that? been to, to to get together uh, I mean in some respects it's, it's something that I've kind of I've kind of pulled together over the last um, 
12 to 18 months I did some work originally with it with Jill in terms of saying that you know I was quite interested in, in putting a, a kind of pamphlet together I also work with a, uh, a fantastic poet called Gaia Holmes and uh, guys has helped me I write with Gaia quite regularly usually on a Saturday morning um, and Gaia helped kind of had a had a look at it and made some suggestions about how I might organise it. Uh, and then uh, I was approached by Mark about 12 months ago who said they were kind of interested in, in uh, me putting a pamphlet together. So so kind of that, yeah, that took it from there, really. I mean, I'm really, really grateful to, to, to Mark and Jill and particularly in terms of supporting me and, and helping to shape this. And... I'm I'm kind of pretty proud of, of of how it how it's how it's come about and how it is now and and also it's kind of nice to to kind of get a, hopefully a, a new audience uh, perhaps outside of um, outside of spoken word nights in uh, in in Leeds and the rest of Yorkshire. I think it's really interesting how you say you were working with Gaia who has done stuff with us and yeah. and uh, yeah I think she's great but yeah I, I, I so often you hear that poets have work together in pairs or small yeah. groups just kind of helping each other out yeah. really mentoring each other being a reflecting surface yeah. that that's obviously been very important for you yeah i mean it it's, it is essential uh, to really to to kind of what i do whether whether that be working uh, together within a workshop or a, a small writing group but also just having people that you kind of trust to to kind of look at your work when it's in a, it's kind of seminal form and mm. and just to to kind of feed back to you uh, and and also obviously to kind of build up that relationship with people that they that you can kind of reciprocate that uh you know nothing kind of pleases me more than when people trust me with their work to have a look at and say you know what do you think about this because it kind of uh, it also helps me kind of progress within my own writing so we're going to hear some more music in a minute but before that you 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 mentioned that you um had been a teacher for a long time. Yes. And in John Smeaton, in fact. Yeah, well, I, I taught in John Smeaton uh, and really, really enjoyed my time. And obviously one of the one of the best things about working at John Smeaton is I ended up meeting my, my wife there. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really kind of important time for me in terms of um, uh, of kind of with helping me progress within, within my kind of teaching career. And I guess, you know, I, I as a kind of, tour around the, the circuit and I've meet fellow teachers who, who also had spent time working at John Smeaton. I think it was a it was a great school. It's a you know it's a fantastic community and you know I I got to be able to do lots and lots of apart from just teach lots of other creative things like you know making films and and the, and you know going to Leeds Film Festival and taking students there, which which again was a really kind of important thing for me to do at that time. And of course, it's been very important for us because that's where East Leeds. FM started mm. uh, back in 2003 at John Smeaton. I believe I wasn't. It was before my time. <laughs> before I was born. No, not uh, but um, so, what did you did you teach, teach English? Uh, no, I'm not. I, I have taught. In fact, I did. I think I did teach some English at John Smeaton. I, uh, I went there as head of history and uh, oh. kind of ran the the kind of history department. And uh, I ended up uh, being uh, an assistant head there for a, for a short while before I moved on elsewhere. Great stuff. Well, we're going to hear another piece of music you've chosen this time by Aretha Franklin. So tell us why you've chosen this. Again, I just, I, I think, I mean, I sometimes have this internal debate in my head who's, who, who is the 
the the the best singer that I've ever heard, and whether it's, it's sometimes it's Aretha, sometimes it's Karen Carpenter. Uh, I, again, I just I just love this song. I love I love kind of um, how it's how it's put together. I love the kind of backerack and David, and I also love the kind of backstory behind it that. Um, that uh, Burt Bacharach didn't like it, the the version that was done by um, Dion Warwick, which you know usually was his go-to singer, but he he, he kind of had a, a more of an affinity for the one that was actually produced by and uh, sung by Aretha Franklin. Uh, okay, well here it is. that song yeah well that's chosen by you tim <laughs> um tim brooks poet um and let's have another poem from this collection uh well i'm actually going to read a poem that's not from the collection it, it's uh, it's a poem that i wrote i've not written very much about uh, the young people that i used to work with um but it, this is this is one it's a bit of a not any about anybody specifically but about a, a kind of an amalgam of uh, young people that i work with it's called kintsugi 
After one year, seven months, three weeks, four days, you cautiously step through the door. For months I had come to your house to sit at the top of your stairs, drinking tea while you avoided conversation, duvet wrapped behind your bedroom door. Found common ground in Tank Girl, Cobain, Tim Burton, the work of Jamie Hewlett. I fetched you looking for Alaska. You reached through the door, arm replete with the pink lines of the nature drug. They illustrated your story. You left me book reviews, cartoons, beautifully crafted, witty, insightful, sometimes a painful investment. You talked about a life of dysfunction, how your brain searched for quiet, why you wouldn't leave the house. Anxiety rode you. The day I saw you for the first time, no running for cover, fidgeting at your kitchen table, old cardy vans and PJs, broken glasses, bitten nails, your mum hovering nervous, an edgy febrile light shone in you, anxious for urgent mending. You wrote me pages of quirky prose. You talked about D.H., Sylvia, Emily and her sisters. You started to eat, but continued to med with sharp things. Replayed your restlessness, your fretful history. Sketchbooks burst, talent carefully etched. Still darkness held you. I came to see you in hospital, grey winter, your 16th birthday. You didn't want any more shit days. Paracetamol and fluxetine ready to oblige. We sat in silence. Then you asked, is it too late to do my exams? Your life is a display of difficult golden repairs. Kintsugi. Yes, I think it's a really good poem, and I, I've, I've heard it before. When I do, 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 was it, did we put it? We've, I think it's been on before. I yeah. think we've on. It's been. It's well worth another airing there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and actually, I remember thinking, ah, he's nicked that now. He's he's got that because kintsugi is such a wonderful. Perhaps you could explain kintsugi for people. Uh, kintsugi is a kind of Japanese art form where basically the broken pots are repaired uh, with with a kind of golden lacquer and golden kind of filling. And it's just there are some absolutely kind of beautiful work, and I, I think it it just was a such a a great. Well, I personally believe it was a great metaphor to dis, to describe some of the young people that I was fortunate to work with. It is, isn't it? I think it's making the uh, the kind of the fracture. Mm a feature of yeah. the, the the work and I think that's why it is a great mm. metaphor and I remember thinking because before I heard your poem I was thinking I'd love to write something that you've done it. <laughs> oh, you did it so you've done it very well I'm not going to try now but uh, yeah great and it's a lovely portrait of that well composite portrait yeah. I guess of that of that young person do you still work with young people uh, not necessarily di directly as I say um Apart from my own children, of course. Um, the, uh, I mean, I, I work, well, I work, I volunteer um, uh, for a few days a week in a uh, 
uh, what you call an emergency food store, which to all intents and purposes is a food bank, though it's not a food bank, in Wakefield, uh, attached to St Catherine's Church. I mean, what we used to be a food bank and we were the kind of food bank that was established originally in Wakefield, but... Uh, about 18 months ago we decided we needed to, to kind of change so we focused on creating a kind of membership where we have members who come and they they pay kind of five pounds a week and although some of them um we, we have some funding to support people who, who aren't still unable to pay and they get up to about 40 pounds worth of, of food but we also try and work a little bit more closely with them in terms of trying to support them with any particular needs either around mental health or around addiction uh, about issues around housing and um, obviously heating heating needs but any particular issues that, that, that are concerning them so we try and do a little bit more of a wraparound rather than just handing people People food and although there is quite a bit of debate about you know the food bank model against the, the kind of food store model I personally believe whether I'm right or wrong about that there's a little bit more dignity in people paying for their food than just being handed out and also having a choice in what they eat rather than us choosing just to put stuff in a bag to hand out to them absolutely yeah. So, is that something you do on a weekly basis? Yeah, uh, I I was there this 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 morning. I, I work maybe sometimes two, sometimes three. Well, I work two, but sometimes three three days a week there to um, to kind of help run it and keep it functioning. Let's talk about the other thing that you do, and I'm sure you do lots of other things. But in terms of uh, poetry organising, getting Gobby in the lobby. Yeah, um, again, about 12 months ago, uh, I used to go to a night called Getting Gobby in the Lobby, which was uh, run by the excellent Ian Whiteley. And Ian, I think, um, who lives, who was originally from Wakefield but now lives in Wigan, uh, I think uh, got a little a, a bit kind of tired or fed up of, of kind of commuting in between to, to run a night. So I, I volunteered to take it over. Uh, and what I wanted to do slightly differently is to encourage uh, headliners to to come and perform so people had a little bit more opportunity to see them in in south of wakefield uh, and fortunately bless wakefield council they've uh, uh, i bid for some money for our year funding uh, and so to try and encourage people from outside of the area so i could play traveling expenses for them to to come and uh, come read so we've got a few how can, shall i say slightly um, uh, bigger names coming coming this year but also it's an opportunity for people south of leeds uh, to uh, have the opportunity to just kind of read their work which is something which is a little bit fair for um um absent really kind of south of leeds uh, particularly in wakefield we are the only spoken word night in currently in wakefield uh, what happened to red shed well, that is the question. What did happen to Red Shed? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I keep on trying to pose the question to Jimmy and John, but uh, I, I, I'm, it may may I make a return or it may not. But you know, we're we're trying to keep uh, keep the opportunity open. Yeah, I, I, hopefully we're we're trying trying our very best to fill the the, the gap that Red Shed has has left. 
Mm, I guess, you know, the thing is, I suppose, yeah, people run something for a period of time yeah. and everybody expects them to go on forever and ever and yeah, ever. I, and actually that energy runs out. Yeah, I mean, I'm not quite sure how, <laughs> how long I'll be in the lobby. We'll go, certainly for the next next uh, next 12 months at, at, the, at the very least. But, you know, we want to do some other things with it in terms of providing opportunities for people who are new to writing to come and perhaps mm. learn a little bit of craft. Uh, we, you know, Wakefield have funded us to... To, to develop and put on some workshops so we, we'll get other uh, perhaps renowned workshop facilitators to come and run those but also to produce a, an anthology containing uh, new work from new writers within the Wakefield area and that's a really good I mean we found with the missing anthology that yeah. we brought out uh last year yeah. it was just it's just been a really lovely process yeah and uh, you know it's just great to see people who've never had anything published before mm. never even been to a writing group yeah. until recently well I have to admit the, the missing is <laughs> anthologies is part of the inspiration to actually to put that together because I, I mean obviously being being here and seeing it kind of come to the fore was was uh, was a great feeling and uh, it was you're absolutely right lovely to see people who not necessarily had work published uh, come and perform that just br briefly, before we hear another poem and some more music, um, yeah, you, we were having outside in the cafe. We we're just chatting about um, this the new literature report that's just come out, uh, commissioned by the City Council um, from New Writing North. And actually, you can hear a whole program about it. Um, it was uh, we rebroadcast it on other words recently, but also it was in during writing on air. But um, yeah, we were talking about the kind of distribution of of of, of poetry, if you like, of re of opportunities to read and so on in Leeds. And you were saying you felt there was a bit of a disparity in terms of lots happening in North Leeds, not so much else in other parts. Uh, yeah, I, I do feel that, and I, I have no reason to 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 understand why why that why that case. I mean, I've got my own theories, but my personal view is I just want a bit a, a bit more kind of widely widely spread throughout Leeds and because uh, I mean I personally know that that it uh, that it, there are a number of people who don't go to things in North Leeds because of difficulty of travel or or the opportunity mm. to do that and I suppose in some respects it's about giving those people the opportunity to, to be able to do that uh, and that's why I suppose you know because I happen to live pretty close to Wakefield and because there wasn't very much in Wakefield um, to, to, to try and create that opportunity. But, I mean, for, for me, then it would, be, it would be great to have more, more nights in Wakefield and beyond, really, yeah. uh, particularly the more, in the south. Yeah. yeah, the more the better, but I quite agree. And I think, yes, it's uh, yeah, maybe the same in every city, but in terms maybe, of yeah. particular I, concentrations. Yeah. But, yeah, I, 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 it'd be lovely... And um, we're going to have a chat a bit later mm. about possibly involving some South Leeds writing uh, groups or reading yeah. nights up here. Uh, you'll be very welcome to do that. Mm. I mean, we're for everybody throughout the city. Yeah. Um, so let's have another poem, perhaps a, um, a final poem, and then we'll hear some final music. Thank you. Um, this one is called Folded Page Corners. They tell me time's a great healer. It's three weeks last Tuesday and I, I don't feel any different. We're still covered in your funeral dust. Me and our breeze cleared a weekend to clear the house where we started. Tea in Brown Betty, bacon flashes in the grill pan. We sit at the kitchen table in silence.
She grabs me hand and then out on the step for the smoke. You know, this is a shit day among shit days. She gets downstairs, I get upstairs like a broken whirlwind. She sets about the whimsies and the gonks. Filling boxes for Marie Curie, a fight award on once. Do you want any of this stuff? She yells. I want all of it. I want none of it. Upstairs I lie on the old bed and stare at that same old crack I stared at for years. Think about the posters that now have only left their mark. Think about my teenage loves that now have only left their mark. I go into your room, open the wardrobe doors and lean in. Smell lavender and lily of the valley. Full familiar clothes are etched on memories of Sundays, seaside and school touchlines. On your bedside cabinet, I see the last book you read. Hardy's Song of Hope, a folded page corner. I pick it up. I read it. I call for Breeze to come and read it. Think about all the pages of our lives where you folded down the corners. Tomorrow shines soon. Shines soon. Thomas Hardy, Song of Hope. Thank you very much, Tim. Thanks very much indeed. And it's great to hear some work from your new collection. Tell us where we can get this collection. Uh, well, you can get the collection. Um, it's not available in any good bookshop, unfortunately. <laughs> you can get the collection by me if you, you find me on Facebook or you can uh, and you just message me or uh, if you want to email me at Gobby, lobby, om at gmail dot com, uh, and just message me, and then I'll send you some details about how to get a copy of the book. Great stuff. Well, I suppose you could just get onto Yaffle. You could get onto Yaffle, yeah, directly, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. which is another way of doing yeah. it. And have you got anything else in the pipeline in terms of you performing your work or or any other publications happening? Uh, I mean, in terms of in terms of. Uh, publication not directly from me i have some poems out that are going to end up in uh and village voice anthology and a few other places uh but mainly as i say i kind of read um maybe two or three times a week it's gobby in the lobby tonight sorry tomorrow night uh, and i will although i don't tend to read very much there but also uh if you usually at chemistry at the chemic or uh Runcible spoon in Morley or cloth and coal in Morley. Um, uh, you can you can usually find me there. While we're just on this, you've mentioned four nights there, and that's brilliant. They're yeah. they're all great nights if you are wanting to read your work. Mm. Um, and one of the things that the report mentions is the necessity of a kind of centralising of information. Mm. I think Poppy has a page yeah. on the Poet Lee's Poetry Festival website. Is that right? Yeah, I think she does. I mean, the other person is obviously. Um, I mean, Keith Fenton has a kind of WhatsApp group, uh, which which obviously contains lots of information about lots of different uh, uh, open mic opportunities in and out of Leeds, in and throughout Leeds, the Leeds or West Yorkshire area. 
Well, you'll have to find Keith Fenton. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. He's a very visible man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's been great to have you on thank the programme. No, it's been lovely to come, Alan. Well, well, thank you very much for the do, opportunity. Well, do come again, and good luck with, uh, with that. And thanks for the copy which you've got in our library outside now. Thank you. So that's the end of Love the Words for this week. Thank you to Elliot and to Agnes, who is uh, training being trained <laughs> um, on, on the desk and we'll be back next week uh, so yeah we're going to hear a final piece of music which is Party Fears 2 now just tell us briefly Tim uh, as I say I think uh, Billy McKenzie was an absolute genius I love the associates when I was when I was growing up well when I was much younger than, than I am and uh, he, he is certainly a, a, an absolutely lost talent to the world this is such such a great song
love the control. Love the command. Love the spacebar and the hard return. Love the words from East Leeds FM. Taking all 